This episode is brought to you by Vistage. With more than 20,000 members, it's where CEOs go to grow their companies and themselves. Learn more at Vistage.com. Welcome to the Grow My Revenue Business Cast with Ian Altman. Unconventional strategies for selling, innovation, and leadership. Ian interviews some of the brightest minds who share proven methods to help you achieve success and grow revenue with integrity. Every episode concludes with a quick recap of actionable steps you can take to deliver tangible, immediate results for your business. Now, here's your host, Ian Altman. Hey, it's Ian Altman. On this episode of the Grow My Revenue Business Cast, I'm joined by John Rulin, president of Rulin Group, and an expert around the world on corporate appreciation and how you capture and retain attention of those C-level executives. I'll ask John the biggest mistakes that we make when it comes to corporate gifts or appreciation. I'm going to talk about the most important person we should consider when expressing appreciation and how and why most of us overlook those people. And finally, why is it that sending a gift around the holidays is a horrible idea? Here's my interview with John Rulin. John, welcome to the show. Ian, it's awesome to be here. Thanks for having me. So I gave all that little background, and it's and it's heartfelt in terms of I've gotten these things, and each one I'm like, man, I can tell you exactly where it came from. But what else should people know about you? Well, I, uh, I'm a farm boy, grew up in Ohio, so a lot of people assume if you're really good at you know getting to sea level, I must have went to the Harvard or the right school, or um, I, I grew up on a farm. Uh, kind of a poor farmer's kid and uh, went to school because I got straight A's to go be, I was going to go be a doctor or a lawyer and I decided to be a doctor and kind of fell into what I do now because of a, a mentor in college who was the most generous person on the planet and also one of the most connected people. And so I learned a lot of what I, what I, uh, what I teach even to this day uh, from a, a country attorney uh, down in Amish country in Ohio. I live in St. Louis now. I have Two little girls, a third one on the way. But uh, I started 15 years ago with uh, you know with, uh, with with that opportunity. Our topic today is customer appreciation and what are the different things that people can do. So, what are the most common mistakes that you see companies make when it comes to customer appreciation? It may even start with what they call it. Yeah, yeah. People confuse what appreciation is and what marketing is. So most people try to blend the two. You get a lot of people like, "Oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna spend all this money on a giveaway, a gift, or whatever else." And so they're like, "Well, we got to, you know, marketing 101 says I got to slap my brand on it somewhere." And the big difference is if you, you know, think about a gift, you know, in a personal situation, you never go to a wedding. And if you have this Tiffany's vase or whatever else, you never go to a wedding and engrave your name. Compliments of Ian Altman. Oh, I tell you, man, you know what? I just went to a wedding this weekend. I may have to pull that gift back. (laughs) (laughs) Gosh, I hope not. I know know you better than that. Uh, But yeah, I mean, you think about people, they would never do that in their personal life. But in business, it's because, especially in our Western culture, we try to make the gift all about the brand, all about us. And a gift by its very nature is about the recipient. It's all about them. It has their name on it. And... So there's a big difference between a promotional product or swag, which is okay if you're going to give away 10,000 t-shirts at a ball game or whatever. Like You put your logo on it. But if you're trying to impress people, deepen a relationship, stand out, drive referrals, people see right through when you t- give them an imported Chinese you know, leather portfolio and you slap your logo the size of a softball on it. Nobody feels love and appreciation. Now, they never, never will tell you that. They'll never say like, 
I regifted your gift because it it was over branded, but there's a big difference between uh, b- between a gift and a promotional item. Well, it's funny you say that. I remember in my prior business when it was the craze, and I guess still is, for everyone to have like a golf shirt or a jacket or things like that. We used to just have really subtly either our logo on the sleeve or back on the yoke, like really small, and our you know our competitors or friends in the industry would say you guys are idiots because no one sees your logo and I used to joke and I said yeah but the difference is people wear our stuff your stuff sitting <laughs> in someone's like giveaway pile yeah it's, it it made a direct it made a direct uh, a beeline to the to the goodwill pile like, exactly it's, it's exactly. no yeah so you get yeah it's uh, subtle is better if you actually want people to use it especially affluent people so the first thing you mentioned is this idea of appreciation versus marketing it's not a gift if it includes your logo on it which i think is is just priceless um what are some of the other big mistakes that you see companies make when it comes to customer appreciation well I, one of the other big things especially in certain industries travel and entertainment is big so going out to a Morton steakhouse or Ruth Chris or ordering a nice fine bottle of wine or staying at Ritz Carlton or you know spending millions at a trade show they'll do everything you know you walk into their lobby everything's first class there's granite on the countertops and and so everything is you know represents their brand really well and then they think that a giveaway or a gift doesn't have to match their core values and everything else that they do. And so if you say you're first class and world class and you have these beautiful vehicles that people drive, company vehicles and people, you know, all these different things that you spend money on, anything that goes out to a client should have that same level of first class, world class, best in class, or else don't do it. It's, uh, it doesn't represent you well. It, 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 there's a an incongruence that the customer or the employee feels now they may never tell you that, but I see a big, you know, it's like, Oh, that doesn't matter. It's just a trinket. It's just an item. Well, it, then don't do it. If it doesn't yeah. matter, then don't do it. And if you are going to do it, do it right. Yeah. I'll, I'll often see, I mean, you and I have talked about this before. I always think it's funny where a company won't hesitate to spend a thousand dollars to take a group of people out to dinner. Yep. But if they're doing something for customer appreciation, it's like, hey, uh, John, what can we do for $12? <laughs> it's like, because I want to create something memorable and lasting. Now, I was, willing to, I was willing to take people to dinner that was a flash in the pan for a grand. But, um, you know, 12, I mean, if we had to push it to 15, I think I could get it done. <laughs> I mean, you must see that, right? Oh my gosh! Like it's like you're you're reading from the script that of a, a lot of the people that are reaching out, and I laugh out loud when they say that, and they're like, "What's so funny? That that's that like, did I say something that was funny?" I'm like, "Do you realize what you're trying to accomplish here? Like, that's you really think that you're going to impress somebody that makes six or seven figures with a bar of chocolate or some like little like you know like a driver cover or a towel or." Come on, give me a break. Like, would that is that something that you would want and take home and be proud to show off to your wife or your husband? Yeah, honey, look, I was at this event. I got this plastic <laughs> ball marker for the golf course because you know I don't have anything like this. This is outstanding, <laughs> and it has the company's logo on it in case I forget about them. This is yeah. great. 
it's so, I mean, it's so cheesy. And when I point it out, I mean, you know, you speak for a living and all over the world. And when I bring that out and I'm on stage, like people like they laugh and then, the, but they're, they come up to me afterwards and like, we really suck at this. Like we thought we were like really <laughs> generous and we were doing this great thing. And, you know, like they are like, you know, before they had been beaming to like show off their portfolio. And now they're like, hide. they're like, we're kind of embarrassed now to talk about what we did do before. So please tell me what you, you know, like, what should we be doing? Cause obviously we've been doing it all wrong. Yeah, and it, it's 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 funny. I know over the years, in in my current business and prior businesses, there were different little tchotchke things that I that I would want to get, and I would say, okay, so if it's a pen, it's got to be a brass barrel pen. I, I really don't want our logo on. I just want to have something that's like a quality thing that people remember. And people, you know, you can spend less money and get this other. I'm like, no. Because I don't want to give somebody something I wouldn't want to use. Like you know, yep. it's like, look, if I'm doing anything, I remember we had these um, with these little um, like you know to go cups, like you know um, you know coffee cups. And I said, look, here's the deal: it has to hold at least 20 ounces. Yep. It has to be dishwasher safe, and yep. I have to be able to put it in the microwave. And they said, well, well, I don't know. It's going to narrow the field. I said, great. If you get that, I don't care what it costs, but. I can tell you that when I get these things, if I can't throw it, if I can't put it in the microwave, then my coffee or tea gets cold and I don't drink it. It just becomes a waste. Yep. If we can't dishwash it, my wife looks at me and says, get that thing the heck out of my kitchen. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, that was it. It was like, look, it's got to match the colors. And, and there was some vendor who listened and came up and said, look, I found it. And they said, you know, and I didn't need a lot of them. And, I, and, and they said, here's how much it is. I said, great. And Done. you can tell they were waiting for me to negotiate. I'm like, look. You found what I wanted. Like I'm okay, even though it's not a high end item because it has utility, as our, as our friend Jay Bear would say, it has utility. So it it was valuable to me because it, it served that purpose. Let let me jump to a topic about employee appreciation and engagement because I think that so often companies and leaders focus on what do we do for our customers, and we may kind of forget those people called employees. Who are the primary point of contact for those customers? Yeah, it's uh, it's I see it all the time. I think uh, people, are, you know, they work obviously for a paycheck. But if you look at any survey, the imp- appreciation from their manager and feeling like respected and appreciated is in the top five almost every single time. And so throwing money at it, or you know, these people are working hard. They're putting their blood, sweat, and tears. If you want people to care about your clients. Um, I ask people all the time, if you had an employee that was making 65 grand and you didn't do anything for them, or you took an employee that was making 64 grand and took a thousand dollars and showed love to them and their, their kids and their significant other. And you just show, you know, four or five times throughout the year, you just showed them some love with a hundred, $200 gift. Which employee do you think is going to run through walls and, and actually care about your brand and who you are? And they both cost the company the same amount of money. But one, one, you have an employee for life, and, and we see it. I have gals that work for me for 10 years um, because of, you know, we, we model what we teach, you know, out in public with our own, with our own staff. Yeah, well, you know, and you touched on something there that I want to make sure is not lost on our audience. Because what you just said, and if, and if people miss this, like if you're driving, pull over because you're going to want to write this down. That what you just said was, look, you know, so if you do something that's great for them – their spouse, their kids. So tell me a little bit about that when it comes to appreciation programs in terms of what makes the greatest impact. 
Yeah, I think uh, whether it's with employees or clients, I think that, you know, oftentimes as business guys, if you travel, you get to go to nice dinners or nice rounds of golf or you stay at nice hotels. You know, oftentimes the person who gets the worst end of the stick, uh, you know, in business is the significant other, whether it's a client or an employee. Like most of the time, you know, client events, it's golfing, it's cigars, it's dinners, the spouse isn't included, the kids aren't included. As an employee, you're traveling and, you know, bad days of work or overtime or long days staying at, at work. Who gets the bad, you know, who gets the worst end of that stick? The significant other stuck at home or having to deal with, you know, picking up kids from childcare because you can't make it that night. And so, a dollar spent on a person's inner circle, I say the wife or husband, their significant other, the kids, and the admin or assistant, if they're a real high-level executive, you spend a dollar there, it's worth like $100 spent on the actual person, your employee or your client. And I know you've talked about this because, for example, the executive is often showered with gifts and all these things, but it's the assistant or their spouse who rarely sees that? Yep, it's 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 crazy. It's uh, you know, when you're going to a golf tournament, everything's golf related. So you bring home like another putter or another pair of shoes. You go out, you know, to a to an event. It's usually it's focused on that executive. And when you come home and it's something for the family or it's something that includes the the uh, the wife or the husband, people flip out. You know, instead of another bottle of bourbon, it's like here's something that actually includes them. And so it's one of the reasons that you know. Even to this day, one of the products that we originally started with, the knives, um, it works so well is because very few gifts in the corporate world include the entire family. And when you do, when you hit that button, I mean, I've had assistants of NBA teams, you know, the CEO's assistant, because I include a gift, every time I send the CEO a gift, I send the exact same gift to the assistant. That, that gal took me around and introduced me to five or six division heads. She cleared people's entire schedules when I was in Orlando to make sure I got time with them. And I landed six-figure deals I never would have had because she became my internal advocate um, because I respected her and treated her like a peer. I didn't treat her like a gatekeeper or a scheduled taskmaster. I treated her you know, like my, you know, the way I would treat anybody that uh, is an important relationship. And because of that, people notice because it's very, very rare for that to actually get executed and done in business today. Absolutely. And, and you know, the, some, of the, some of the gifts that, that I've received – that I know you were the you were the company behind it, and I only know it because we know each other. And otherwise, there's nothing in it that says it's from the ruling company. I just right. know. I just I happen to know. And so one of the first things we got was we got a um, a knife for our kitchen, a nice nice Sandoku knife that that um, you know Cutco Sandoku knife that says exclusively for the Deborah and Ian, Ian Altman family, and. I'm telling. I came home. My wife goes, "Look at this," and it's got my name on it first. Like, it, and, and it's like, you know, and it's not like we can't go out and buy a knife for our kitchen. It's not like we don't have great cutlery. But guess what? It made an impression, and you know, she knows. It's funny because I said I, I'd mentioned her. Oh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm I'm actually interviewing John Roland Day. She goes, "Oh, he's the guy who comes up up, up with all those amazing things." Like. She knows you better than just about anyone else on the planet. That's so, isn't that crazy? I mean, and you know, she's your she's your better half. And if I wanted to, let's say I was calling on you as a client, the fact that your wife is bringing up me in, in casual conversation with a positive spin. If I wanted to go out to dinner with you, she's likely to say, "Oh, John's in town. Go out to dinner." 
Oh, oh yeah. you're, yo, you're going to go traveling to go golfing down in, in South Carolina? Oh, it's John that's organizing the trip? Oh, for sure. I, say, <laughs> tell him I said hi. It's amazing the bridges that get built and the, the, the things that happen in business or don't happen in business as a result of taking care of somebody's inner circle. And, and the power of that is just – I can't even – I mean it's, it's, uh, it's insane. I, I, I mean I'd like to say that's the first time I've heard that, but I – it's fun. It never gets old, but I hear that a lot. I love, and if we have time, I'll share some of the things that you've done because it's just really neat. But what are some of the coolest things that you've put together as part of an appreciation program? The things that stand out in your memory, like, man, this this is really effective. And it may even be just the stuff that, look, we do this time and time again. It works well. Or what are the ones that, like, yeah, you wouldn't believe this? Yeah, the, I mean, the the knives work because of you know they they include the family and they get used every day and they're world class and in the kitchen you know people are either cooking or eating every day. But I think some of the more fun ones. I mean, I had one uh, person I wanted to get to make an impression with, and I I uh, they were you know, a high level CEO. And in the the short version of the story is I found out they like Brooks Brothers, um, and I turned their entire hotel room when they were arriving into town into a Brooks Brothers store. So they all they had to do was pick out what they wanted and they could go on their way. And of course, that person has now quoted that story in multiple books and now opens up doors with you know their million and billion billion dollar clients all over the world because of that one gift that uh, that I made all about him and and you know just just lavished him with uh, with appreciation. I, I think um, a lot of the things that are that that work really well aren't necessarily the sexiest, but I I, I call them the practical luxuries. So you know, wine tools that people don't even know exist. Um, you know, it's not a you know it's not a Louis Vuitton bag for ten thousand, but it's a five hundred dollar wine opener that if somebody's into entertaining and and uh, you know likes to likes nice things and they're open fifty or hundred or two hundred dollar bottles of wine, a five hundred dollar wine opener is appropriate and it's something that they'll have for the rest of their lives. And they just go crazy over it, and it's something that uh, is very useful and practical. But it's not the goal. And most of our gifts are to, to deepen a relationship, but not to look like a bribe. It, you know, yep. so there's a big difference between a trinket and a bribe. And in the middle is whatever somebody would spend on a nice round of golf or dinner or ball game tickets. That hundred dollar to a thousand dollar per gift is where probably ninety percent of what we play. So we do custom leather bags that are handmade down in Tennessee. And they're beautiful bags, but they're not ten thousand dollars. They're you know five hundred dollars, seven hundred dollars, nine hundred dollars. That somebody gets it and they're like, "Wow, I'll have this for the rest of my life." But they yeah. don't feel they don't feel uncomfortable receiving it. Well, and 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 as you know, I, I've been on the receiving end of one of those wine openers. And for our listeners, the cool thing was that John got his client to reach out to my wife and get a copy of my signature. And so I have this handmade wine opener and I'm kind of a wine snob I guess um, <laughs> and I've got this I've got this handmade amazing wine opener that has my signature engraved into the metal on it I mean and, and anytime I open a bottle of wine people are like whoa let me check that thing out and it makes a difference and the funny part is it doesn't have John's name anywhere on it it doesn't have the person who gave it to me it doesn't have their name on it anywhere. And if you went up to my wife and say, where'd this thing come from? She knows exactly who gave me that gift and that John was the source, which <laughs> is like just, just remarkable. So people often send a gift basket around the holidays or they, they send the typical gift around the holidays. Why might that not be the best idea? 
Oh gosh, I, I get a pit in my stomach. It makes me want to throw up even just hearing it. Like I'll be honest, it's, wait till uh, after the interview. Uh, <laughs> it's it's so bad. It's um people have good intentions, but here's the thing: is that um there's a couple different things going on at the holidays. It, it, one is it's year end, so people are wrapping up, so they're stressed, and there's a lot of details. They're shopping for other people, so they're stressed about that. There's family coming into town, and the worst part is, if you go into most people's offices, your most important relationships, whether clients or employees or suppliers, you go into their conference room, and their conference table is filled with chocolate candy nuts. And I don't care if it's your grandma's favorite recipes, you know, whatever, like Cinnabons, like. It's one of a hundred things that they're being given and they're almost all consumable. So they're already eating themselves to death. And now you're giving them something else to like add to their waistline. And the reason you don't receive thank you notes oftentimes, or even if you do, it's a token thank you, is they're they're so overwhelmed. They're re-gifting those gifts out to whoever without even really looking at the cards. It's the noisiest, most cluttered time of year. So if you want to stand out, be memorable and drive referrals. Um, that's the worst thing. If you want to light hundred dollar bills on fire, then sending out gifts between Thanksgiving and Christmas is a perfect time. If you have a bunch of money to blow that you don't care about. So what, what should they do instead? So in our opinion, you know, people ask what we do. I say, I tell, I teach leaders how not to suck at saying thank you. And one of the things that's not suck at saying thank you is to do it more than once a year. So we, we tell our clients, you know, at least once a quarter for your most important relationships, you know, whether it's Valentine's Day or whether it's, you know, you know, 4th of July, pick times throughout the year when nobody else is doing, saying thank you or showing gratitude and invest your resources there. So even, even if your gift is sucky, if it's the one gift that they got during the middle of June when nobody's sending a gift, it probably is going to stand out. If you do a really nice gift and you do it during a non-traditional time throughout the year and you do it repetitively, so you're doing it three to four times a year. I even have some clients that once a month, other than December, will send out a gift to to their important relationship just to stay top of mind. And it's amazing the RFPs that they're getting because just because they're showing a little love, they're not bribing. They're just it's a fifty, hundred, two hundred dollar gift. They're getting RFPs just because they're they're showing some attention during a non traditional time, and because of it, they're getting business they wouldn't normally get. So, focus when everybody's zigging, you're zagging. It's not a it, you know it's not rocket science, um, but for whatever reason in in most business today, we want to check a box. And as leaders, we like, we think of gifting as something that we can delegate once a year to an assistant. It's if relationships are important, it, you know, how you show love and appreciation to those relationships should be pretty freaking important. And, yes. and, 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 and I think one of the things that you, that you and your team excel in is you personalize it. So it's not about, it's not about the company giving the gift. It's about the recipient. I remember uh, my my wife happens to be amazing as a baker. Yep. And so one year she says, "Look, instead of buying stuff for people, you know, I'm going to bake things and do me a favor." And of course, this is her initiative because I wouldn't have thought of it. She says, <laughs> "She says go into these places and find out who's got food allergies and who's got this and that." And at the end of January, I would deliver these things, and there would be like separately wrapped things like this is just for so-and-so we know he has a nut allergy this is the person who loves white chocolate this is for this person that person and we'd get these these notes back from people like oh my god thank you so much that you tailored this just for our team yeah and it's just it shows that we didn't just buy something off the shelf that was the same for everybody but each company we, we went to got a different thing and some of these companies knew each other they said oh man weren't those peppermint things the best and like we didn't get peppermint 
Yeah, yeah, the personalization factor is massive, and uh, you know you can do one thing, personalize it to their taste. You can, if you do, you know, need to do something for a large quantity of people and have to do the same thing, at least put their name on it. Like at least make it just for them. Because I mean, think about like people give away hundreds of millions of dollars to hospitals and colleges because they love education, they love they love you know medicine, they want to help people. But at the end of the day, their name is on the side of the building. Their name is on their cuffs of their shirts. Like their name is important. If you don't personalize the gift to the person, I mean, it's like remembering somebody's name. I mean, that's like sales 101. I mean, it, it it's so incredibly important to personalize a gift. I can't even, you know, I, I can't overemphasize it. And it's amazing how many people give out generic gifts and wonder why they're not they're not getting referrals or their sales aren't going up. It's like it's some basic things that if you actually execute on, it's the impact is amazing. Well, there's some cool examples that I've seen you do. Like we have those the the Vinnebagos that we received that you know it's like this this high tech like thermos on steroids but it doesn't look like a thermos it looks like a bottle of wine that I took with me yesterday I was speaking at an event and uh, and it was about a hundred degrees outside and so I so I, I put this, this cold iced tea in this container went in to this uh, went into this facility for four hours. It was literally like almost 100 degrees. So I don't know what it was in the car, 120 degrees. I took my sunglasses out of their case and they were like hot as I put them on my face. And I cracked them on that thing and it's like ice cold. And I'm thinking, man, that's so cool. But the coolest part about it is that we got two of them, one that has my initials on it and one in a different color that has my wife's initials on it. And when they came in, of course, I wasn't here. They come to the house. My wife gets them and she goes, and, and I said, oh, this is cool. She goes, put that down. That one's mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. I mean, yeah, the uh, the initials, it's something so subtle. And that Vinnebago, the, the, all the Corksicle products are amazing. The quality, what goes into the thought, they're sexy looking. They're like a canteen or a, you know, on steroids. I'm telling uh, you, it's the coolest thing. We got it. Like, I don't know, if, you know, gee, it's really cool. I don't know if we're necessarily going to use it. And a week doesn't go by where we don't use those things. And it's just a cool, it's just a cool thing. So let me, let me, let me wrap with a couple questions. First, what's the greatest lesson that you ever learned from a business challenge that you experienced that other people might benefit from? Yeah, I, I uh, well, about 2007, 2008, I almost lost my business. I had sold half of it, um, and I I went through an IRS audit. I had an employee that was stealing from me. I, I invested in too many things, and I realized the only reason I survived um, was I had a partner that was skilled in finance operations, and so it was a very important lesson. One, um, I didn't look at the finances. I didn't get involved in the details because I didn't like it, and so I realized the importance of you can sell all day long and you can have a great business, but if you don't w- keep an eye on the back of the house um, and you don't align yourself, if you have weaknesses, if you don't surround yourself with people that are better than you at other things, you're probably not going to survive as a company. And I, I was like literally like a a hair away from losing everything. Um, it was uh, it was one of the more painful lessons that I've that I've learned. But since then, you know, I make way more money owning half the business than I ever did owning all of it. So partnerships <laughs> and allies are 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 super important. Um, so that, that I'd say that's probably one of the more painful lessons, but more important lessons that I've learned. Awesome. And then, if you had one piece of advice to share with our listeners about appreciation or really anything you like, what would it be? 
um, it's something that, that my mentor really, that, that attorney that was generous that, you know, even though he was an attorney made money off of a lot of other things, he was involved in bank banks and oil wells and whatever else. Um, I saw him live this principle out and it's something that I've tried to teach to my clients and even teach to my daughters is give more than is reasonable. Um, I saw him, most people ask themselves the question, what's the least I can get away with in this situation? And if I go to a wedding, it's like, do I need to give a hundred dollars or $200? He always just gave 300. Like he just would give more. And I think that when you hold back that 5%, people feel it and you become kind of just part of the masses. When you give five or 10% more than is, than is normal or expected, that five or 10% is where a magic starts to happen in relationships and even marriages. And, you know, I'm not a perfect husband, but I see like that principle play out where I do things where I don't have to do them. It's amazing the results that happen both in my business life and in my personal life. So I, I'd say that that's one of the core principles I, I've built my my life on. That's awesome. So give more than is reasonable. Finally, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? Um, the, probably the web, my website, Rulin Group, uh, which is more the business side, or johnrulin.com um, yep. for, from, from a speaking and consulting perspective. Yep. So it's Rulin Group, R-U-H-L-I-N group.com. And of course, this will all be in the show notes, everybody. So don't feel like you got to write while you're driving. If you're in your car, you can safely get to your destination. And, um, and in the wrap-up here, you'll you'll be reminded about where to pick up the show notes. So, John, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. Thanks for uh, educating everybody on this area of appreciation. And uh, and as part of that, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's been uh, been a lot of fun. I love how John raises all these things that probably we've been doing. And once we hear them from John, we realize how ridiculous it was. Let me give you the top three things I think you can apply to your business right away. First, don't send gifts around the holiday. Everyone's doing that. Instead, send appreciation on a more regular basis when it's not expected. Second, personalize for the recipient, not for the giver. Remember, if you include the spouse and the assistant, you'll make a greater impression than if you just send something to the executive. And finally, I love his point about giving more than is reasonable. This show gets its direction from you, the listener. If you know someone I should have as a guest, if there's a topic you'd love for me to cover, please send a note to me personally at ian.altman at growmyrevenue.com. Have an amazing week, add value, and grow revenue in a way everyone can embrace even your customer. Thank you for joining us each week for the Grow My Revenue Business Cast with Ian Altman. Unconventional strategies for selling, innovation, and leadership. Be sure to subscribe to our program on iTunes or Stitcher. Don't miss Ian's weekly newsletter and be a part of the conversation on growmyrevenue.com and via Twitter at growmyrevenue.com.